and thank you for having me and let's have this conversation i'm excited to be here okay uh so Helon gracie i am so excited about this um he is amazing his family founded the ufc his dad taught him everything there is to know about killing a man with one stare <laughs> the special kung fu shaolin priest tricks he knows um so and and of course the amazing angel lynn he's in trouble today <laughs> we call her angel lynn not angel ai angel ai is different uh, mm -hmm. as usual every week we have angel lynn and myself and and our very special guest star Elon Gracie, um, his family started the the UFC, which is now worth, uh, un unfortunately, you guys sold it before it's worth like $40, $50 billion, what it is today. But you did found it. You did make a lot of money along the way. But most importantly, you guys had a lot of fun and you started a new movement right? and, and a new worldwide sport. So you changed the world. Hey, truly, we have someone here on this challenge today that has completely changed the world, created a new sport. Um, and also, today, you're dedicating your life to helping kids and adults, but a, a lot about kids, be safe, stop bullying, um, how to literally get through life with confidence, holding your head up high, especially very important. I have daughters, and very important for, for, for girls. Um, and I put both of my daughters in, in Taekwondo, um, and my oldest, Elena, she's got three, three, uh, she's got third degree Taekwondo black belt. And my youngest, my little guy, uh, nine years old, he started training, um, just like a week ago. Um, he started learning, uh, MMA from this amazing, amazing trainer. His name is Ocean and he's, He's also um, Luke and Jake Paul's personal trainer. Um, and this guy is huge. The guy's like, he's bigger than you, Elon, if it's, if it's imaginable. He, <laughs> he's like 6'6 six, six or something and, you know, built like a tank and like 6'6, six, six, 500 pounds, but solid muscle. I right? love it. <laughs> so Great training partner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, and I told him about, about you being on our... Uh, uh, webcast today and he was so excited he's like when is that webcast i'm going to watch so hopefully he's watching hopefully ocean is watching today uh, he knows you uh uh you know everyone knows you especially being in the fighting world um so hilan so what was it like growing up in the gracie family as basically redefining martial arts thank you um and yes you talked about how the family how revolutionized martial arts and MMA and all this stuff and just changed the world and shocked the world. And I would say that I'm responsible for a little bit, but I have to give so much credit to everybody who came before me. I mean, my grandfather and his brothers in Brazil in the early 1900s, they took Brazil by storm. My grandfather at a very young age, you know, could not really do sports and physical activities, but he got introduced to jujitsu and he took off with jujitsu. It really made sense to him, especially when he gave himself permission to kind of modify the techniques for his small physique. And my grandfather, you know, he always, he was ready to fight at any time. When he started learning jujitsu, he grew up fighting people, but he fought with this mindset of, I'm a teacher who was willing to fight to prove that what I teach works. I'm gonna to prove to you what I believe in, which is jujitsu. And he, you know, me as a child growing up around my grandfather, he always stressed the importance of teaching jujitsu because we are empowering the small person. And me personally, like right now, I'm almost 6'4, 198 pounds. So he would always say to me, he said, you know what, when you guys get older, you're probably not going to be small people as we were teenagers. And he was right. And he would say, it's going to be very hard for someone to believe you and want to learn from you because you're so big. Whereas me, Elio Gracie, I'm so small that when I succeed, people say, you know what? I can do that because if he can do it, I can do it. So I grew up my whole life watching my grandfather and trying to pretty much do jujitsu the way that he does. 
the way that he did, which is it's an art of self-defense, it's survival, it's efficiency. And, you know, my father came to America in the early, I think he came in 1978, I would say, and I was born in 81. So I'm 41 years old. My dad comes to America and I grow up around this family, my own family, of course, my father and my uncles, and everything was fighting, everything, like every conversation, free time, work, it was our hobby, it's business, it's everything is fighting. And something that happened a lot as a kid growing up is my father had students coming to his garage. He was teaching out of a garage. He probably had three, 400 students a week doing private classes, like semi-private classes out of his garage in Torrance. And what would happen was people knew martial artists, friends of my father's knew another martial artist who did, like you just said, your kids do Taekwondo or whatever. So you, you meet other people and they would say, yeah, my friend does Taekwondo. My dad would say, yeah, Taekwondo is okay, but it's not the best for self-defense. And then they would tell their Taekwondo friend and they would get together. The Taekwondo challenger would come to my dad's garage, my garage, and they would fight. And these were the Gracie challenge matches where my father really made a point that he let it be known in the community and all around that you could challenge the Gracies if you wanted to. And it was a huge way to get students and just people in the community knowing about how effective jujitsu was. And then because of enough of those challenge matches, eventually my father said, you know what? Let's create a, a television, a pay-per-view event, and we'll call it the Ultimate Fighting Championship, the UFC, and we'll have challengers from all over, and they will fight each other, and we will prove to the world just how effective jiu-jitsu is in a fight with no time limits, no weight classes, no points, and that's the birth of the UFC. It kind of stemmed from those challenge matches. So me as a kid, imagine being like 14 years old or 12, and I come from school, to the jiu-jitsu academy or to our garage and there's a fight happening in the garage or at our business our academy and i'm very i bring my two or three buddies we all go watch this fight and then we go home and our days like outside of that i was a normal kid but i had these amazing experiences of watching these real fights go down wow <laughs> that is amazing i can't imagine <laughs> which and then seeing where it where UFC is today, it's, I honestly, it's, it's impressive to know that it hasn't even been around that long. It seems like just such a staple in the sports world at this point. Yeah, I guess it's because it's such a primal thing. It's, it makes so much sense to see who the better fighter is, who the better athlete is. The world really wants to see fighting that it just took off. It took, it's huge. Now, everywhere I go, people see jujitsu shirts and Gracie shirts. So I'm not world famous. The Gracie family is world famous. And I am one Gracie out of so many that's pushing the Gracie family's, you know, story forward, as well as the Gracie family's art of jujitsu. So when, when you were a kid or just even recently, did you ever imagine that Gracie and Jiu-Jitsu and UFC would get this big? It's interesting because when you're a kid, when I grew as a kid, you know, 13 years old, I was at UFC one hanging out. It felt like it was huge because I was 13 in an arena with, you know, could be 18,000 people or whatever it was. So I felt like, oh my gosh, and it's on television. So naturally, it was it was much smaller back then, and there might have been you know two hundred and fifty thousand pay per view buys, let's say, or eighty thousand or a hundred thousand compared to now. It's so much more, but it still it felt really big. So I guess it's always been big. Jujitsu has always been big. The the Gracie family has always been respected, uh, at least in my world. But in the greater world, I, I couldn't I could not have fathomed that at the age I was at, I'm sure that my father, you know, who's now in his 70s, 70 years old, I'm sure he has a greater idea of just how much it's grown. Yeah. So your father basically built a worldwide business from scratch out of nothing, just pure hard work and dedication. Yeah, um, man, my father, he believed that everybody could benefit from learning to defend themselves. And he showed that by the hours and hours and hours of teaching jujitsu in a garage. I mean, it was a point where we didn't even have money for dinner. 
but my dad would teach a private class and he would make 10 bucks in 30 minutes, which $10 for a 30 minute private class where today he can charge a thousand dollars for an hour. You know what I mean? It's a whole different world. Mm -hmm. And he would get that money from the private class and go to the store and buy food. So he, he just, he, he just knew he had something magical. He knew he believed with all of his heart and everything that he had that what I have, nobody has. And that is jujitsu. And that is jujitsu as a, as an art of self-defense, which it's originally intended to be like all martial arts. And, you know, it's, it, it only makes sense that people, people want to walk around safe in this world. And he knew that. And he walked around with a certain confidence and safety and it was his life's purpose to give that. And now it's ours. You know, I, I think you made a special point and, and you said in a way that there's something I say all the time, which is he didn't just believe in himself. He knew. Right? He didn't just believe in his ideas. He knew it was the right idea. Yes. He knew it is something that is adding value to the, to the people. 100%. So what is it you mentioned that this, uh, you know, the jiu I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to keep uh, butchering it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it is the best form for self-defense in particular. So why why is that as opposed to taekwondo, taekwondo or other types? Great question. So traditionally in martial arts, people, there's this agreed upon distance of fighting where people stand like one arm's length from each other. And like, I'm going to throw a punch at you and you try to avoid the punch and then I, you punch me. And there's this back and forth of punching and mainly punching, but maybe a little bit of kicking. And inevitably, all fights end up falling to the ground because as people are punching, they kind of grab a hold of each other. Even in professional boxing matches, you see it where they kind of tie up. And sometimes they stay tied up standing up. Sometimes they fall to the ground. So you know, amongst two people who are unskilled that they kind of fall to the ground. It's kind of the luck of the draw, like who's in the line on top and who can throw more punches in 10 seconds and knock the other person out. Jiu-jitsu not only teaches you how to kind of avoid strikes, standing up by keeping a safe distance, maybe using strikes, right? Very, a little amount of strikes to close the distance and actually grab a hold of somebody. So someone, for example, who's a street fighter, just a random person in the street or a, a Taekwondo fighter, they're expecting you to stand one, you know, three feet from them in exchange. But when you grab them and then you fall to the ground, they now have no idea what's happening. Their whole world has just flipped upside down. So jujitsu, you control the person on the ground. They're trying to strike you and they're panicking and you hold them and you allow them to burn energy. And as they're burning energy, you're conserving energy. So what happens is after a minute or two minutes or three minutes, this person is exhausted. And now jujitsu allows you to, you know, get up and go home safely because you have avoided, you know, serious injury and protected yourself. But you can also use submissions and you could attack someone's shoulder or someone's leg. You can choke somebody unconscious if necessary, right? But if that's needed to defend yourself. So it's just a completely, it's a different playing field where the fights were always here, it changed the playing field to let's go to the ground now. It's the ground is okay. And that's, if you watch UFC number one, if you watch my uncle Hoist when he fought in the UFC, that's where all these guys were very tough strikers. But when they fell on the ground, it's literally like, it's like pulling a shark onto the sand, a great white shark. I could kill a great white shark with my bare hands if I pull it onto the sand. It's the exact same thing. We take these fighters to the ground and then they had no idea how to fight. So when it comes to like real in real life self-defense, you're being attacked or what have you to be yeah. able to, you know, in real life, you're falling to the ground. And then all well, of these other skills aren't necessarily helpful. Is that what you're saying? It can be helpful to know how to strike someone and create some distance. But in, in, in most cases in real life, yes, the fight falls to the ground. And when it falls to the ground, you don't have to rely on luck to land on top. You actually have the skills to stay safe and defend yourself. And when I mentioned Hoist fighting in the UFC, my Hoist, the UFC's original concept was to simulate a real street fight. The only rules were you cannot bite, you can't eye gouge, and you can't groin shot. And if you did one of those three things, you would not even be disqualified. You would be fined ten dollars or $20,000, let's say. So 
it's very, very real. And that was to show what was most effective. And yes, in a street fight, if I get in a fight tomorrow against somebody, can the fight with jujitsu or without jujitsu be resolved standing up? Yes. Someone can grab you by the neck and you can escape and get away and strike them and create a distraction. But we would say, I don't know, 90% of the time, if it's a real fight and attack, the chances of the people losing their balance and falling to the ground is so great that having comfort on your back, you know, does wonders. So I, I'm, I could imagine you must have been in some pretty tough fights and I'm sure you've lost some as well. I have done like jujitsu matches but I, and, and fights like with challengers that have come into our building. I fought like maybe five or seven people who have come in to challenge Gracie challenge, but I've never been in a street fight other than one time when I was like 13 years old, very easy. Another 13 year old kid, no problem. <laughs> so generally speaking, I, I have not been in street fights. I, I really, I try to get into street fights, but they never find me. And I say that <laughs> I try it. I try it in a very fun way because I, I would love the opportunity to safely defend myself and simultaneously protect the attacker. Because of jujitsu, I don't have to hurt the person and headbutt them 10 times or eye gouge them. I can defend myself and the person who's, who happened to cross the line or cross my boundary and attack me, they will also be very safe because jujitsu is so effective and it's so humane, right? I can apply as little or as much pressure on someone's arm as I would like. And if when they become compliant, I can just let go and stand up and go home. So I've not been in that many street fights. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I think at six foot four wearing a Gracie shirt, no one's gonna no one's gonna test that. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a bunch of relatives who've been in a mini fights, right? Uh -huh. Some and my grandfather always fought when he was before he did jujitsu. So there are some Gracies that are a little bit more uh excited and <laughs> at the opportunity to get into a street fight and they don't pass up the opportunity. So if someone might say something, because part of the reason why I don't get in street fights is because I'm my situational awareness is very great and I'm, I make eye contact and there is a presence of confidence that people can read that confidence, that presence. But there's also an understanding that when someone does say something, whether it's in road rage or in a bar, I, I don't have this, this, I don't take things personally. I'm not quick to get angry at someone for swearing at me or bumping into me. I'm, I trust that 99.99% of the time, there's something going on in their world. And I give a little space and distance is a great, um, it's a great way to, uh, what's the word? To kind of calm things down, right? When you give a little space, nothing calms things down with giving time and space between you and that person who happens to be a little bit, it's a great de-escalatory skill. That's probably the best advice I've heard in a long time, both in fighting and in business. <laughs> and, and, you know, Elon is being very modest. He, he, the bottom line, he's just such a nice guy. He's the nicest guy you'll ever meet and just fun to hang out with. So that's why, <laughs> that's the number one reason, you know, it, it, if someone doesn't know me, though, yeah. you're right. My niceness brings them down. It could be. And it's easy for me to be nice because I feel safe mm. in my body. Where If you're afraid, then you compensate for that fear by maybe being loud and being aggressive towards that person that happened to cross paths with you in a negative energy. So the more prepared you are to defend yourself, the nicer you can be. That, yes, that makes sense. But, and also, you know, in, in your presence, it, it exudes confidence. And you have this very positive aura about you all the time. And, and you're just, it just makes you fun and interesting as opposed to edgy. Yes, uh, thank and, you. And I, I think people, like, and people... They don't know. They may not know you. Say, say they, they. You know, most people say, "Hey, that's Elon Gracie." I get it, but a few people don't know you, um, and they would just feel that aura and and not be bothered. And I, and again, taking it back to the business analogy is if you keep that mindset, that calm, positive mindset, 
human beings, I think we have a sixth sense, we can pick up on that and we resonate better with other people around us. And that creates a, uh, a feel of safety around you naturally. Yes, I love that. And the mind, the mind consumes so much energy. So when you are stressed out and you're overreacting and you're panicking, you, you can exhaust yourself just from overthinking. So if there's one thing that I'm good at is not overthinking people's, the outside world's energy towards me. I, it's almost like, just, and, and I'm, I'm so blessed to have, you know, this, this way of existing because I have a lot of energy saved for everything else in life. Okay, so next up, we're going to talk about um, children and kids and how to stop bullying. And and I think a lot of people tuned in just, just for that portion of it. It's very exciting. I mean, we all have kids and bullying has been a you know big issue lately in schools and so forth. But before we do that, uh, just have to remind everyone, the if you're on YouTube, the live chat is open and we're all open here to answer any questions you may have. Elon is uh, uh, ask me anything mode. And also don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button. That that makes me feel good. It makes Elon feel good. The positive aura increases. <laughs> the positive energy through the internet will increase. So please hit that like and subscribe button. Um, so Elon, what is your advice to parents and to children on how to stop if they're if if your child is a victim of bullying or or we just want to avoid ever falling into that trap. Yeah, I guess my first thought about bullying is we can, number one, when someone tells me their child is being bullied, my first thought, my first feeling is not one of, you know, fear or sadness. It's my first thought is what an opportunity. And because a child being bullied is not a problem. The problem is when the parents don't have answers and they don't know where to go with their child. Then that parent is going to be very stressed out and that household is going to be in turmoil. So I guess our job is to let parents around the world know that if your child is being bullied, yes, it can be stressful in that day when it happens and it can bring up some big feelings, but it's going to be okay. And be grateful that you've caught the bowling at seven years old or nine years old or 12 years old. Be grateful that it popped up because oftentimes bowling is happening, but kids can keep it very quiet and, you know, the, the parent doesn't read it, so it doesn't come home. So, and then it, there can be worse outcomes for that child. But when it's known, the kid comes home with a black eye or they come home crying, yes. This, let's, let's handle this now. Let's go learn some jujitsu. And so my advice for parents who are, whose kids are dealing with bullying, that's number one, is just see it as like, okay. It's, it's building the kid's character in many ways. It's preparing them for the real world because in the real world, people are mean, right? I, I believe that generally people are good, but we will, life will throw us some challenges and that challenge may come in the form of a mean person. It could be when you're, you know, a child, but even through adulthood, there are people that are constantly, you know, disrespecting others and trampling boundaries. So it's an opportunity and get the kid learning martial arts and not simply learning how to fight, but learning how to talk to children, to the bully, learning how to set boundaries, how to make eye contact. An eight-year-old child who's getting bullied, they're going to have a very hard time telling the bully, hey, don't do that. Leave me alone. Don't do that again. Because they don't have the skills, they don't have the, the technique to do something if the bully does it again. They don't have the physical skills, skills to back up their words. But once they get the physical skills and they know that they can avoid getting punched, they can take the bully to the ground and control the child for 30 seconds and not throw any punches because they've done that for months and months and years. 
with other kids in a kid's class. The next time a bully crosses them and says something, they'll have the confidence to stand up to that bully. And I would say that in 95% of the cases, 90%, you know, your presence and setting verbal boundaries will probably resolve all of most of these kid issues that are, you know, under the age of 16 years old. So it sounds like part one is they know how to talk to the bully and set boundaries. And then part two is the confidence that if this bully calls my bluff, <laughs> then I know what to do. And you, you learn part one and part two together. So it's hard to practice just the talking part. Well, if you're not simultaneously learning the fighting part and parents sometimes think, oh, I don't want my child to do the martial arts because, you know, it's, it might make them a bully or make them violent. No, it's quite the opposite. Jiu-jitsu is so good that I would even argue that if bullies started learning jiu-jitsu, they would be less likely to bully. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah, no, I get that makes sense because that's what you were saying earlier, that you uh, the person who's cranky is because they're insecure. Mm-hmm. They're projecting in, in psychology. The term is called projecting. They're projecting their inner problems outwards. One hundred percent. So, at what age do you normally see kids um, start at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Man, we parents try to sneak their kids in at like three or four years old. Sometimes we normally say five, but parents, you know, start lying on applications because they want their kids learning this stuff as early as possible. Now we have these little, these classes now here at our headquarters in Torrance, as well as some schools around the country where we um, teach kids that are like three, four, and five, like under five years old or or a very young five-year-old. And parents are involved in the class, which is so cool to have the parent and the child kind of playing together and just being physical. And that's another one of the great benefits of parents doing jujitsu with their children is that the physicality you know especially as kids get older they're less and less physical with their parents but because of jujitsu it's always putting you in this you know grabbing and holding and tackling so but it's still there's still a feeling it still brings this tremendous feeling of love into my heart my kids are eight and ten years old and when they grapple with me, I love that physicality with them. And I had it with my father my whole life. So it's a, one of the very kind of you know, kind of hidden treasures of teach of doing jujitsu with your children. Yeah, physical uh, embrace with your kids increases bond. And mm-hmm. actually, I think there's some studies that actually increases the brain development as well. So there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot to physical you know, person to person, physical contact, wrestling, play wrestling, that actually helps increase your IQ. So your yes. kids are smarter as they grow up. And what's interesting is that parents often think that children have to practice jujitsu like one hour, three times a week. It's not the case. Our online platform, gracieuniversity.com, we have kids courses and parents and their children, they go through these lessons that we've pre-recorded, and you can do five minutes, 10 minutes with your child, which every parent should give their child, you know, probably 30 minutes of undivided attention a day anyways. And this is, this counts. You can use this to reach your 30 minutes a day, but you do 10, 15 minutes of jujitsu with your kids that are seven years old. They're going to be begging for more the next day. You don't even have to do too much. So you don't burn them out and you kind of go at the child's speed and we teach you how to teach them and how to do the move and how to play these games. So they're not even moves. It's almost like you're playing jujitsu with the child and they don't even realize that they're learning techniques for a while, especially if they start very young. So wait a minute. This is perfect, uh, perfect conversation for a question that just came in the chat. Um, from Chicago, Illinois, five-year-old son, do you know of any child father programs? So um, what you're saying is that that's something that they can do at home. 100%. GracieUniversity.com is where you can find all of our programs. And we have one Gracie Bullyproof program, which, you know, tens of thousands of kids and families around the world are doing it. And we've had tremendous success. And I would 100% 
recommend that to anybody who wants to be at home, if whether you're homeschooling or your kids don't want to be involved in any other sports, for example, sometimes kids can't find their way in basketball or soccer, but the martial arts often clicks for the kids that can't find their place in other sports. And even if they are in other sports, the martial arts is like insurance. So why not do the martial arts while you're doing volleyball or hockey? Yeah. So it's Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E, University, U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. How's my spelling? I can, I spell, can I spell okay? GracieUniversity.com. You spell Gracie right. <laughs> okay, I just put it on the chat, the, the URL. And so, so I'm going to make sure I understood this correctly. So literally, parents could sign up on, on GracieUniversity.com, sign up for the courses, and it's online courses that they could use step-by-step step to teach their kids jujitsu and at the same time increase bonding and brain development and all sorts of skills for their kids to play jujitsu with their kids and reap all the other benefits that you just mentioned yes and more that's amazing now when did you come up with this idea to do so this online training site GracieUniversity.com, I would say 2009 or eight, or it's been a while. And it was very, very frowned upon by people in our family, as well as other people in the martial arts world that were have been around for a long time, very respected names in the martial arts world, especially in the world of jujitsu. And it's because we did things differently. And uh, there's a, a very, um, I think it's, uh, Andrew Huberman talks about anytime you want to succeed in a field, you have to stay 10 to 15 degrees within that channel. You, you can't change things too much. He was talking about it in terms of medicine. And I, I took that to jujitsu. So when we created my brother, Henner and I, graceuniversity.com, we knew that there were people around the world that could not come to learn from us in person. And we knew that we couldn't put everything on DVD. So let's put it online. And the problem is we went against the grain because martial arts, you come in, you learn from your master. And there's this, you know, the brick and mortar martial arts way of doing things is just too powerful. So we got lots of resistance. We heard it all from you guys are you know, creating subpar students, you're doing things wrong, you can't do this, you can't do this. But we disagreed, we stayed strong. And we knew that, like I said, people wanted to learn around the world. And the proof is in the pudding, people signed up, they started learning, as well as jujitsu instructors, because we put everything that we know on this website. And we have courses for women only. We have courses for children, co-ed classes, beginner, advanced, all levels. So we knew that instructors around the world would also appreciate this library of information so that they can teach students at their brick and mortar school. And today we have, you know, 500, 600 instructors, maybe more around the world that are using this platform so that they can teach more people as well as hundreds of thousands of students that are doing different courses online. Uh, of course, you know, 10, 15 years later, people didn't apologize for talking trash and attacking us for creating this online platform. But what they did was they created their own online presence. And, you know, were there moments of doubt where we kind of like, ah, we, when your own family members attack you, it can bring up doubt, especially when they're the older generations. Of course, our father had our back, which really helped a lot, but other relatives were, so there was doubt and there was sometimes we were, it was, could be moments of stress and insecurity and are we doing the right thing? But every time we felt that doubt, another student, another parent would say, oh my gosh, I love these courses. This website is amazing. So it was just a, a really big undertaking. And I'm so grateful for my brother, Henner, He's like a monster in terms of like just personality and he doesn't stop. And I'm like, whatever you want to do, I'm doing it with you. So together we were able to do something that has really shown the martial arts world that online training is okay. And now it's accepted all over. 
I, I think you know, with the, all the guests that we've had on the show, I mean, yours obviously the most exciting, uh, but there's a common thread of, you know, each person is successful and a leader in his own right. And the common thread is what you just said, which is having a new different idea that goes against the grain and sticking to it and fighting against every the whole world at, at times it'll seem like the whole world is telling you to stop mm -hmm. right and when the whole world is telling you to stop that's when you double down you know you got something yeah <laughs> yes it, it sounds like sounds like elon it sounds like you're a chip off your grandpa the whole world was telling him to stop man my grandfather my father like it's just it's a, this is a family business with all kinds of conflict amongst the family but the whole family even though there's conflict amongst the family everybody loves jujitsu yeah. and everybody's life is so rich because of it so we can't help but want to share it more and you know you said it earlier knowing that you have something good and being willing to go a little bit against the grain, right? Because it is so long as you check in with yourself. So before we did these online classes or before we do anything that's against, you know, what the elders might agree with, you have to ask yourself, are you doing it? What's, what is, is it for a good reason? Is your why, are you being honest? Is there integrity? Do you care? Are you serving people? Right. And it's, it, there's so much good around what we're doing that we can't not do it because we have, you know, some family members and some, you know, longtime students and original people in the martial arts that are attacking us. So we just buckled down and went. And now we can finally relax and enjoy everything that's been created. I don't think you're going to relax ever. No, I'm relaxed. You're, too, you're way too driven. <laughs> um, but we do have some questions in the chat. Uh, Michelle asked, so we were, we talked about you have students that start as young as three. She's asking, what do you think about starting at 14? So is it ever too late? Oh, what a great question. Um, so generally speaking, I think that 13, 14, 15 year olds, though that age of a child, they usually want to be very independent and not do things that parents suggest. <laughs> not that they can't enjoy it and we have you know let's say we have 30 or 40 kids that are in that age group 50 kids here but at the age group of seven or eight we have hundreds so there's so many more kids just in this building right here so i would say that every age you can start people are starting here at our building in their 70s they're signing up for class men and women and there's there are no rules to who can start um the, the big thing is that the parent understands the value. And even though a 14-year-old might not be ready to start, but maybe the parent can talk to them about it. Maybe when they're 16, 17, they can reintroduce the idea. They can take them to a school and meet the instructor and kind of help. So the, the, the parent really seeing the importance of the martial arts in this child's life, you know, into adulthood is gonna keep them waiting for the right time to take them to the martial arts. Sometimes you might rush it at 13, 14, the kid rebels, says, no way, don't give up. They still need it. It just might take a little more time. So there, there is someone who asked in the chat, sounds like they have uh, two children. They're both uh, passionate about the sport, but for one reason or another, one of them is hesitant to go to class. What advice do you have for that parent? Yeah, sometimes the child doesn't want to go to class because maybe the expectation, what's being expected of the child from the teacher, from the parent, you know, oftentimes teachers, for example, they might speak to the child in a way of like, yeah, they, they, they say small things. And, and remember, people by default are looking for reasons to disqualify themselves from new activities and new things. So a 13-year-old child or eight or any age, if the parent is saying, yeah, you're not being focused today, you're not paying attention, or you need to sit up straight and focus, that the child now feels like they might feel afraid to go to jujitsu because it's a place where they let their parents down. So I have no idea how that child's class experience has gone. 
um, the teacher themselves, they could be praising another child, but not highlighting the things that this child is doing correctly. And we talk about this all the time. We have our instructors certification programs twice a year. And one thing that we talk about to all of our instructors is it's very easy to, like, for example, if someone does a technique, they do a jujitsu move, you know, 50% correct, but it's missing half the details. It's easy to focus on the 50% that is missing, mm -hmm. but we need to focus on the 50% that they're actually doing. And I make the joke that my wife, for example, she said, I'm not going to eat carbs for the next month. And then a weekend she's eating pizza. So I looked at her and I said, you're, you're eating pizza. And she, and she, she looked, she knew before I even said anything. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I said, it's okay though. Look at you. You, you did seven full days with no carbs. That's amazing. Now you're having one day of carbs and you do seven more with no carbs. So you see, I found the good in what she had done. And, and if you do that with the child, then they don't feel afraid to put themselves in the environment. But again, I'm just creating ideas and, you know, speculating. There could be a lot more involved that I don't know when it comes to this child. Just to clarify matters, Victoria is in much better shape than Helan. <laughs> 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 even with that pizza. Well, even with, yes. Maybe that's why she doesn't want to eat carbs. So she can stay in better shape. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's such great advice that anyone can apply, you know, with, with their children, with themselves. You know, oftentimes we're all our own worst critic to, to point out where we're failing. But to be able to say, look at all these times that I succeeded. So I'm going to give myself a pass on this and start back up. Yeah. And, and with your kids, with anyone, that's just awesome advice. 100%. That's the key to life. The key to happiness is to find gratitude. So in any situation, what is the good here? Can you find some good? And you can always find some good. My mother passed away two years ago in December or something. I had a mom till I was 39 years old. Isn't that amazing? Well, am I not so lucky to have a mom for that long? So if everything in the world, if you can maneuver it to where you can find the good, then, you know, jujitsu coaches and parents and whatever it is, your child comes home late, that you told them 10 o'clock curfew, they come home at midnight. Your first thought should not be, how dare, not, not thought, but your the first thing you say to your child is not, how dare you come home at midnight? The first thing you say is, I'm so glad that you're home. Is everything okay? And the child says, yes, we actually got in a car accident and we had to get the car towed and I just Ubered home. So before you yell at them about being late, you, you hear them and you just, you're happy to see them. So you start with what there is to be grateful for and then you address whatever else has to be addressed from there. See, that is the reason why right there is why when you see Helan walking through, you know, the last time we walked through the wind together, right, it's got this blue light glowing around him and everyone is like saying, wow, I feel good, right? And then that is, is the reason why, is that attitude, right? That attitude automatically solves problems and it also brings people to you you're my favorite <laughs> you're my favorite forget sam our friend <laughs> now switches me and pavan where are we going bro we're going to go river rafting <laughs> next month really. it's good to hang out with people that you know highlight your strengths but you have to also highlight my weaknesses if i do something that's a little bit shady or not right you can also say hey you know you should have done that you can correct me too you know, I'm, I'm going to do that right now <laughs> you shouldn't have you shouldn't have tempted me <laughs> so once again here's here's yet another way that victoria uh far exceeds helan mm. far exceeds right so she's in better shape we'll just talk <laughs> about that okay number two she's all in to ai and helan is not i don't know anything about ai my wife, Victoria, is like, hey, don't come here. Like, ask chat G GPT, right? Yeah. 
She said, ask ChatGPT a question. Think of a question. I'm like, I don't need to know anything. I don't have any questions, but she really wants me to get into AI. She's so excited about it. She asked every, I still go to Google because Google gives me enough. You know what I mean? I don't need that much information, but um, yeah, it's for whatever reason, I have a little resistance towards AI, um, but I know that it can be very helpful to so many people in different, but the last thing I want is AI to succeed and start teaching jujitsu for me. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't want it to take over. I want to be the one that gives the information when it comes to self-defense and jujitsu. So it could be that it's threatening my livelihood. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you are, you are not alone. There's definitely people on both sides of the fence and, and balancing on top of the fence um, when it comes yeah. to AI. Uh, but I was actually thinking earlier, Pavan, when uh, we were talking about when, when you have an idea and it's so different and it feels like the world's against you, that's when you know you've got something, you, you keep going. That reminds me of you building Angel AI. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I started this long time ago. Uh, 20 plus years ago, started building this. And, you know, there was a, there was a, a, a joke in, in, in Silicon Valley that, you know, before ChatGPT, if you went to a venture capitalist or a venture fund and says, you got an AI idea, they'll throw you out. I wouldn't even listen. Just say the 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 letters AI they throw you out, because so many so many people had tried AI over the last several decades and failed, and capital has lost money so many times. Um, and basically, the way I approached it over over all these years was I said, okay, I'm not gonna try to do something really big overnight. I'm going to do a little bit at a time. So we may, you know, it's probably like the way when you started your online training, you did it a little bit at a time, one video, a little bit more, a little bit more. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to do a little AI module, do, do something small, solve one problem. Right. And then once that's done, I do another one, another one. So as we build angel AI over the decades, it's kind of like, you know, we, we start first build her fingernails. And then, and then we, <laughs> and then we built her toes, and you know, one toe at a time, and so on. And and eventually, now we have a full angel AI, full functioning AI that literally does does everything in the real estate loan process, and and so much more. There's in this year, in the next few months, uh, a ton of capabilities are coming out um, about it. And I'm gonna geek out for a minute. You are you okay, Iran? If I if I geek out, yeah. <laughs> so so I'm gonna geek out, and I put out a post earlier today where I said, "Put on your red cape and try out Angel AI." Okay, because it turns, it basically gives you superpowers. I said the way the way Angel AI works, and and we're on the cutting edge of AI research um, is these, it works through self-generating neurobots, little tiny, little, little tiny robots, virtual robots, they're not physical, they're virtual robots. Um, and they're, they're little tiny neural cells. Okay. And they all like come together like the Iron Man suit and they all come together. Right. And they make this, this giant machine that can solve practically any problem. So it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, we have multiple patents um, pending, um, many, many patents approved uh, along this, uh, this process. It's super exciting. Um, and we, we, we are making strides literally every day. Um, we do, uh, we release an upgraded build almost weekly with new features and new capabilities being added onto it. And it's being on this end, seeing my vision come together, right? And you know how that feels. It, it is a lot of decades of people saying, why are you wasting your time? You're putting so much money into this. My own dad was like, you've invested so much money in this. Why are you doing this? You know, you know. 
because I know, guys, I knew. And then it came after a while, he said he knew, he saw it. And he's like zero in technology, but when he saw where it was headed, and then, you know, you know, 15 years ago, he saw it. He's like, okay, you need to, you need to finish this. Mm. Right. So, you know, so he, in, in the, in the mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s, he saw the full potential and he's like, okay, let's get this, let's get this finished somehow. So that was, you know, when the day I still remember when he basically said, I get it, you need to finish it. I remember the feeling like I got so motivated after that point, like, okay, the, the functionality, the features that it does is very limited right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it most of, for a consumer, mostly it'll direct you back to our online application website. Um, but over the next 60 days, we got a bunch of amazing features coming out for consumers. The, the most highly requested capability um, that we have a high demand for. And you're going to hear it first year. This is the first time I'm publicly announcing this. So uh, is the ability to do credit repair. So Angel, you will be able to go to Angel AI and say, I, you know what? I got this late on my credit report and it's wrong. Can you take care of it? Wow. Or, or I got this collection account or whatever, and it's going to deal automatically, send out all the the letters as per the you know FCRA Act, uh, do all the follow-up. It, it'll do everything it can, you know, reasonably can to get that credit uh, uh, problem removed for you. And, you know, other vendors charge like $100, $200 per trade line to do this, right? Because they, everyone else does it manually. So it's very expensive and they pass that charge back on to you as a consumer. We've built it into the AI. So once we trained it once, okay, so the service, right? What was you before a service, is now like doing a Google search. You just say, here's the trade line, here's the problem, can you take care of it? And I'll take care of it. So that is one of the really big things that are coming out um, later this year. Wow, and- my, my wife could really use that since I have probably better credit than her. I'm going to tell about that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. had to point that out since Pavon said she was in better shape, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to get some, <laughs> some points for me. <laughs> Not on yeah. paper, huh? <laughs> yeah, about 50% of America could use some form of credit repair. Wow. And it's like you said, Pavan, it's typically an expensive thing to do. Um, and, and not everyone has the means to do that. So if you're just now being introduced to Angel AI, anything you ever hear us talking about uh, with Angel AI is totally free. So there is no place in that chat to enter a payment method. Uh, so this will be a free service available for everyone. And, and that's the first of many consumer features that are coming out, right, Pavan? Yes. And there's some fun stuff. We actually released a game in it. The last build had a game, um, which since we were at the win together last time, it was it's a slot machine. Mm. So I, we haven't publicly announced it yet. I'm, I still want to improve it. I saw it now like mm, it's released, but uh, it could be better. So, uh, and it, it's fun. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to put in a quarter or anything. Um, and it'll give you the opportunity to play a game. And if you win, if you win on the slots, you could win cool, cool, you know, Angel AI gear, like this cap, this jacket, this shirt, um, and, and other, other you know, uh, possible prizes you could win. Um, you should win some Gracie gear. Yes. There's an idea. gear. There's an idea. I could give away some Gracie gear. Yeah, every month you get different people who want to give their gifts out. Yes. I don't really, I'm not a big gambler, you know, but if you're going to gamble for like a jujitsu uniform, yeah. I, might, I might try, I might start gambling. Yeah, well, it's not even gambling. It's just a game. It doesn't cost you anything. You just go wow. in. And- you're right. You're right. It just costs you your time. That's it. It costs you time. Yes. You just go in there and have some fun. But, you know, you could do that. You could play the slots while you're waiting for your credit to get repaired. <laughs> man you thought of everything I love it. all right and and uh one of the things that that it does today right now is e-commerce and this every consumer everybody everybody connected to gracie can do this any anyone in the world can do this right now well actually anyone with a u.s mailing address can do this right now 
which is you can go into Angel AI and get one of these very cool t-shirts. I got mine. Amazing. You got yours. Yes. All right. But did you get the new one that say Angel AI? Because we I just reply. I was back in the day. I'm like, yes. You, so you got to do this. Then you got to do this now and get the new t-shirt that says Angel AI, which look a lot cooler than the old ones. So <laughs> Angel, show them how to do this. And this is the future of e-commerce. We are going to put Amazon out of business because we, we own the patent on doing e-commerce through chat AI. Wow. Yes, we thought about this a long time ago. E-commerce through chat AI. Yes. So if you want to experience e-commerce through chat AI for yourself, try this out. Go ahead. Yeah, so to get your free t-shirt, you just go to angelaai.com and you will tell her, I want a t-shirt. Very simple. Uh, so I will go ahead and share my screen here and show you all how to do it. And you can be doing this right now if you're following along. So uh, when you get to Angel AI, again, she's going to ask you how she can help you and just tell her, I want my t-shirt. So you just use this wheel to select the size that you want, enter your email address and phone number, and that's where the shipping confirmation is gonna be sent. And then you give her your physical address for the t-shirt, the where you want your shirt sent, and then she will give you a confirmation. One of two types of confirmations could happen. One, you get a picture of the shirt. She says it's on its way. Two, what you see on the screen that may happen right now because of because we're live talking about it, she'll say, I'm experiencing a high demand of orders and I'll email you when your shirt's ready. In my experience, it still gets shipped out the same day, just later on today. So um, depending on where you're located, I I would bet we're talking about gambling. <laughs> I would bet it will be here, be um, in your possession by next week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're pretty most, quick. Most people get them about two days. Yeah. So the, the only limitation is that there's anyone outside of the U.S. watching this right now. The only limitation is that it can only ship to a U.S. address. Mm. And that includes Puerto Rico. That is U.S. I am in Puerto Rico. Wow. How much do the shirts cost? Uh, it's the shirts cost nothing compared to what we invested in in building Angel AI and getting it out there. No, I'm saying, but you can go and get a shirt right now. Right. Anyone get one? And it's free. Anyone can do it. For free. For yeah. free. For just free. Have, you don't have, even have to pay for shipping. Just have a pretty shirt. Yeah. Huh? Cool shirt. The future. The future. You get one of these very very cool shirts. Um, so we, we were actually, you know, a a, a banker banker friend he said he was at he was he was he was in vegas and presently at the wind again and he was walking through the wind and he saw like four or five random people wearing these shirts he's like wait a minute it's like the shirts are everywhere <laughs> people love them because they, they look they look so great i love it so the fact well, I know we're just oh go ahead you're gonna take over amazon you said and the reason why is because you have a patent on would you say for AI commerce? For yeah, for e-commerce through chat AI. Wow. So no one else can do it? Well, I, Jeff Bezos is busy building some stuff, but we'll see. We'll probably end up in a lawsuit with him. We'll see what happens. Wow, that's so, <laughs> so nice. That's the when the zip I mean, shoe comes right. in handy. Yes. Yeah, we'll just send you. I said, Jeff, <laughs> meet meet my friend Hiran. No, no, don't tell him that. Say, come meet me. <laughs> and then you don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we're a few minutes over time. This has been a very exciting call. Um, we appreciate your expertise and all of the insight that you have provided to us. Any um, last tips, words of wisdom you want to get out there? And also let everyone know where they can find you on social media online yeah i think the 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 tip would be um find a way to expose yourself to some martial arts and I, i've never met a person that said you know what ah, 
I don't know why I got involved in the martial arts. It's always a positive story, right? From a child all the way to a 70 plus year old, there's always some benefit. Now you don't have to do the martial arts for 45 years, but just to understand what's available and how much it can help you, I think everyone should give it a try. And hopefully you can find a school on our list of schools on gracieuniversity.com. But there are other schools out there that have, if you don't find one, you maybe you do a course online. And to all those parents out there that want to connect with their children and get that connection time and that physical time, try the kids program, Gracie Bullyproof. And I would love to hear people's feedback. So, you know, when you're out there, get a hold of me on social media and let me know how it went, especially if you heard about it from this talk. And where can they find you on social media? My name, R-Y-R-O-N. The R is pronounced as an H. So Hiron and then Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E. All it's right. And I'm name. putting it in the chat. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and our audience uh, that joined us live. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all next week. Cheers. <laughs>